Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. To this week's Man in the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, I'm Chris. Uh, with me as ever, I've got Ryan, alright? Yeah, I'm good, you? Yeah, grand, thank you. Uh, I've got Mark. Howdy. How you doing? Good, and you? Yeah, good. You've been on tour this week. I have, yeah, I've been doing um, former communist states. Can't, t- can't tell you what, it's all top secret, but which it is, was a pretty dangerous mission. Which is your favourite communist state? Oh, it's got to be Slovakia. Has it? Yeah, it's, if you've ever seen the film Hostel, it's very much like that. Oh, really? Okay. But it wouldn't have been Slovakia back then, would it? What? It, no, no, it was. Uh, it would have been Czechoslovakia then. Yeah, with all the yeast. Yeah. Uh, Alex, hello, Alex. Good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, thank you. Yeah, good, thank you. Um, and bringing a bit of glamour and class uh, back to much needed after last week's debacle. <laughs> uh, talking about my mum. Um, we've got Laura. Hello. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Really good, thank you. You're you're a mummy now as well. I have. I've pushed a human out. How's that? After yeah, letting one painful. in. <laughs> <laughs> painful. Yeah, many drugs needed. Was there? Well, I didn't get any for 22 hours. That was quite painful. Mm. Well, after 22 hours, does it all kind of blur into one? Yeah, by then you've not had any sleep or anything like that, so you're utterly deli- delirious about things. So, uh, yeah, crack on. Yeah. <laughs> Are we all envious of her? No. <laughs> <laughs> <Some> silence. <laughs> oh, Mark, you're a daddy person now, though, aren't you? I am, yeah, and I didn't have to push anything out. <laughs> no, <laughs> thankfully. Uh, right, well, this week we're going to talk about the... Champions League, um, we're going to talk about the forthcoming games this weekend in the Premier League, and we've got the um, Coca-Cola, well not Coca-Cola Cup Final, League Cup Final. Yeah. Got that this weekend, and we've got our five-a-side teams, we've done the draw, it's all very exciting, um, and we're going to get on with that. So, first of all, um, Arsenal nil Barcelona 2, hands up who saw this one. Yeah, I saw the highlights of it. Go on then, and what did you think? Well, they, uh, Arsenal held them off quite well for quite a long time, up till about 70-odd minutes, and then they just collapsed. Hmm. Keep talking, I need to cough, sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, I was had a drink, it went down the wrong hole. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> Arsenal seemed to have had a game plan that they were going to try and hold out for a draw, which seemed a bit silly, because they were never going to get any, they're not going to get anything. Was, uh, in Spain, so they had their chances, didn't they? They had the Oxley change. Yeah, and Giroud missed a. Well, he didn't miss it. He had a, a, a brilliant header saved. And he had that very weird through ball. He tried to play to Walcott, who ran, ran the other way. Yeah, yeah. That was rather amusing. 
Um, but yeah, I felt a bit sorry for Oxley Chamberlain because I kind of felt that the ball was stuck underneath him a little bit, and Steve McManaman on BT Sport gave him hell. Really? Yeah. I thought he played all right till he got hacked down. Oh, but Mascarano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a... that was pretty much assault. No, that was a fair tackle, wasn't it? That was a fair tackle, wasn't it? It was a fair tackle by the. They cut him off by the knees. Yeah. Oh, I think he won the ball, didn't he? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it looked fairly dangerous the way you ran it. Very agricultural. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, it was interesting because the Barcelona goal actually killed the first one for, came from an Arsenal attack, didn't it? It did, yeah. And within. Iniesta sort of picked up the ball. Yeah. And. Um... And then Neymar started the run. He sort of passed it and then collected it back again. Um, and just played it back very nicely for Messi just to dink it in, really. It was fantastic. Do you know, most people, when they had that ball crossed to them, they would have hit that first time, wouldn't they? But he had the presence of mind to sort of pause and take a touch. Oh, he's just so calm on the ball, though, isn't he? He's just he's just majestic when you watch him. Yeah. Oh, I always, I always feel like maybe Messi's a bit bored these days. He's just like, I'll take on another player. <laughs> step past this way, I'll just score. And yeah. It's just like, ah, oh, I scored again. You're feeling sorry. Well doing weird things with the penalties. That's yeah, cool. maybe that's why. Did anyone yeah. see the Zimbabwe team this week try and do the same thing? <laughs> no. It, it didn't go very well. <laughs> it went probably slightly worse than Robert Perez and Thierry Henry. Um, he passed the ball sideways a little bit, but the defender actually got there before the striker, or the, or the second guy, and um, sort of slid the ball straight through out for a corner. Everyone looked rather sheepish at the end of it. I like um, Robert Huth's free <clears throat> kick the other week. What was that? Did you not see it where he hit the free kick and it went out for a corner? No, I didn't. Oh, that was beautiful. You're going to have to look that one up. Was it any worse than... Matteo Flamini being on the pitch for 47 seconds and giving a penalty away. <laughs> that He did literally walk onto the pitch and then the first job he did was just kick Messi up in the air. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was sold a little bit by Mertesacker, wasn't he? <laughs> well, yeah, but his first touch was not to touch the ball, but the player. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a standard Matthew Flamini game to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Luis Suarez also hit the post as well and missed a rather easy header, so it could have been a whole lot worse, couldn't it? I thought they had a decent game, Arsenal. I thought, I thought they, they did as well. Yeah. It's just, it's you know, it's, it's the game of fine margins, isn't it? They were very nearly scoring themselves and then all of a sudden they let one in down the other end. I thought they did really well for, like we said, the first 70 minutes. Mm. Um, and I know the pundits were saying sort of afterwards about... Um, how Wenger really does need to go out and start buying some top quality players instead of just faffing about buying one every six years. Um, and they were talking about how much money their their profit for this year's uh, coming out and it's something like two hundred and odd million pounds. And what the chances are of Wenger going out and actually spending some of that money? Because they desperately need a striker. They need a, a, a really good sort of 30, 40 season striker, I mean, to get anywhere. I mean, they well, need an Henri. They simply, need an Henri, really, yeah, they yeah, do. And that's, it, it's what they've been lacking since he, he went, pretty much. Yeah. And let's be honest, Giroud isn't that, that player. And the thing is, with Van Gogh, he 
buys one player every season at the moment for but stupid money, and then he's thinking, I'm just going to put all the team's pro- problems on them. They can fix it, and then we'll, maybe we'll win the league this time, um. which hasn't been working. Um, who, yeah. who would you buy? I mean, the, the, I think one of the issues is that buying a striker of that quality who can... Because obviously Wenger loves buying attacking midfielders, everyone knows that, but <laughs> they they have to be able to pass the ball to someone who can finish, unless you're going to play like Barcelona do with, with three players up front who are effectively sort of attacking midfielders slash strikers who move around and do all of that great stuff. There aren't that many strikers out there who you think would be able to step straight into that side and yeah. score those sorts of goals. They, Lorente, they, they just aren't. Lorente went last summer, didn't he? He left Juventus last summer. Dimitri Payet, if he went to West Ham, he could quite easily go to Arsenal as well. Right, but Payet's a winger, really. Yeah. And Lorente is, is, I mean, he's sort of a, a less mobile, stronger Giroud. He, he's not that there isn't a, a kind of a, a, I can't think of a striker in the sort of Omri mold who, who fits in with that very, very fluid, quick passing style of football. And it always strikes me as incongruous that, that Wenger persists with having effectively a target man up front. And there are more of those about, but, but the sort of, you know, maybe if, if you played Alexis Sanchez as an out and out striker, that might work, but it does seem like, ooh, while there are plenty of justified calls for Wenger to go and spend money, I'm I'm just not sure who he would spend money on. Cavani? Ah, eh, Cavani would be a decent shout for that. Yeah, but then again, he's used to playing wide right for um, Paris Saint-Germain because, you, because you've got uh, Ibrahimovic up front. Hmm. Cavani's not used as an out-and-out striker in that system. No, he's, he's not, no. But then if you've got Giroud, you could still use him on the wing as well, couldn't you? Yeah, but you want people who are the focal point for that. The reason that it works with Saint-Germain is because Ibrahimovic has the technical ability and the strength to hold the ball up, play people in, and create and finish his own chances, which Giroud doesn't. They need somebody in that mould. And and I'm just not sure, you know, Aguero's not going to leave Man City. There, there aren't that many players who can actually fulfil that function. You're talking about a, a player of real quality, and they just aren't out there. Well, what about Zlatan? He said he might leave in the summer. Yeah, he's too old and he'd ask for too much money for Arsenal. Yeah. And, and he wouldn't want to play in England, I don't think. Do you not think? No. He doesn't no, overly keen on the British press. No, it's it's the one area where his ego hasn't really got the better of him because he's persistently criticised for not performing that well against English sides despite the fact he eviscerated the national team a few years back. But... He, he doesn't seem to want to step up to that. And I, I think it's it's partly because he he needs teams to be created around him. Mm. Um, and, I, and I don't think that there would be a manager of an English side <clears throat> at his he, current age who would be prepared to do that. He needs to go to, to Villa that. then. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be bloody great there, yeah. <laughs> but then who would pass him the ball? I mean, they can't get it out, can they? <laughs> And Mark, uh, Arsene Wenger reckons that Barcelona are 95% through. Can you make a case for them for Arsenal in the new camp? Nope. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, the, last night, the only the only conceivable chance that Arsenal had of winning the tie over the two legs was going away from last night with a three or four goal lead. For that to have even been remotely possible, they would have had to have gone so gung-ho that Barcelona would have won 4-0. 
which is kind of what happened in the last 20 minutes anyway, that they were leaving great big spaces at the back. So Arsenal were stuck in the, the an impossible catch-22 situation where they just they can't win that tie. They were never going to win that tie. And they won't, and they won't over there either, because they've got to go and attack and score three goals, um, leaving themselves wide open again, and it's going to be a massacre. So they were, they were damned if they went for it, and they, and they were damned that they didn't. You know. Yeah. Well, should we talk about something jolly? Uh, Dynamo Kiev won Manchester City three. Um, Aguero Silva and Torrey. The Silva goal was fantastic, wasn't it? Who saw this one? This was a bit of intricate passing between Aguero and Sterling. A little. Pass across the six-yard box and Silver knocked it in at the far post. Yeah, Sterling's overlapping run were nice. It was. It was great, wasn't it? This yeah. the, I must have seen Manchester City win that ball about four or five times in midfield. Uh, sort of robbed a Kiev player uh, a possession and then start an attack. Otamendi even looked good at the back, like the player we knew he could be. Uh, Fernando had a great game as well. They They looked like they clicked last night, didn't they? It helped that Kiev hadn't played since December the something or other. Yeah, but neither Michelin. Look what's happening tonight. Well, yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> 1-1 <laughs> oh, now. Sorry? It's 1-1 one, one now. Oh, is it? Right, OK. Yeah. Well, yeah. United missed in. a penalty. Did they? Oh. Who missed? Matter. Did he? Yeah. He's not, he's not having a good time. He's probably so scared that Mourinho's going to come in and <laughs> get rid of him again. <laughs> um, Aguero scored 16 out of 17 in the Champions League. Um and Sterling has scored or assisted five goals in four Champions League games. So they won their group with a couple of games to spare. They're, they're looking good, aren't they? If they can get a decent draw next time, then there's no reason why they can't go to the semis. Well, I think it, it's good for them as well that Pellegrini sort of gave the players a bit of a rest at the weekend as well. Um, I think Champions League is clearly the, you know, one of the big priorities for them I think they've got the squad to do it if he plays his cards right with the squad for the the rest of the season they've definitely got a chance of at least getting to the semis yeah I mean that was very much sticking his thumb on his nose waggling his fingers and sticking his tongue out wasn't it um, having played who he played at the weekend and then winning yesterday yeah it was point proven I think he's very very obviously important <laughs> that they got a result against Kiev and sort of justified his decision somewhat I I, um, I agree with that entirely. I, I was kind of mildly annoyed that the press seemed to feel that he had to justify it. Um, I mean, the the proximity of those fixtures, the fact that they're in four four competitions still. Well, they've got a cup yeah. final, haven't they, this weekend? They've got they've got a cup final. They're very close to the top of the Premier League, and they had a round of sixteen in the Champions League. You know, and and. The press is very happy to to complain about the fact that youth players aren't given the opportunities. And then as soon as a load of youth players are given opportunities, they complain that a competition's being devalued. You you can't have it both ways, and Pellegrini's decisions made perfect sense within the context of the season. It sounds very strange, but I thought on Sunday some of their players did okay. I know they got the scoreline said 5-1, but that was more to do with... sort of. Well, it was Dimichelis, Zabaleta and Caballero were the ones who had a bad time. Yeah, it so was the senior players that, that yeah, absolutely. the young yeah. players they showed like there was I can't remember that one of the defenders, um the one that next to Dimitriadis, he was excellent all game. He you know, kept the kept Chelsea out. So the youth players definitely proved Pellegrini right even further. I think the score yeah. line, regardless of the score line, he gave them a chance and they've got some 
valuable game time, and then they've won in midweek. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it was I think it was a, a good decision, well executed. And and again, if you're going to complain about teams like Manchester City just spending money on players and not giving youth the opportunity to develop, to then turn around and lambast them for doing so. Uh, when it doesn't fit the sort of FA Cup is wonderful narrative. It's just churlish and stupid. Definitely. Um, Juventus 2, Bayern Munich 2. Who saw this Robin goal? Oh, Ridiculous. (laughs) Good, wasn't it? I mean, he should do that more often, cut in on his left foot and curling in the corner. Well, if he did that, you would have gone, what a greedy so-and-so. But But the way he curled it in was just beautiful. It was a fantastic goal, wasn't it? But they were 2-0 up in that game, weren't they? They were, yeah. Um, well, I just... liked the Juventus second goal, actually. I thought that goal was I thought that goal was pretty good itself. Which one was I think that? It was, um, I think it was Pogba had sort of like chipped it out to the wing. He's first timed it into the box, and then it was a, a, far, a shot into the top of the net from the Juventus striker. Yes, was... Strarari, wasn't it? Yes, it was, it was a great... Just a good team goal. I think obviously Robbins was a piece of individual skill. And then Juventus' the second was a good sort of all-round quick team goal. So, yeah, good goal in its own right, really. And um, who saw Atoro Vidal and Gianluigi Buffon at the end of this game? No. No? Oh, they had the biggest... It was They seemed very, very happy to see each other. <laughs> because obviously they used to be teammates. Um, they hugged, they kissed... Um, uh, they sort of rubbed each other's hair. Uh, at one point, Buffon was patting Vidal on the tummy so hard it looked like it was hurting him. But they, they've <laughs> never seen two people so pleased to see each other. What, more than Didier Drogba and, uh, and Mourinho last season? Oh, honestly, it was nothing on that. This was It was really, <laughs> really nice. If you get a chance to see it, it was just lovely. Um, the Bayern's still favourites go through. I suppose they would be, wouldn't they? <laughs> Really good team at the moment. Yeah, they had, were they fourteen wins out of fifteen in the Serie. A? Yeah, and they'd not conceded in something like fourteen, fifteen hours before before last night. Yeah, it's a tough ask, but they've you know, as Laura said, they've, they've got the squad to do it. You know, there's a chance that they can go and win one nil and and still you know obviously go through. Yeah. So it's definitely a possibility. It's one of the interesting things about this round of 16 is you've got, I think, four games where there are two really strong teams playing each other. So I would say Arsenal, Barcelona, Juventus, Bayern, Roma, Real, and PSG and Chelsea. That They are all very good sides, and some of the other ties are weaker. And I think it, it ties into what you were saying about... Uh, City's chances in the next round, assuming they do go through quite comfortably, is is that the pot will have been weakened significantly because some of the ties are so much stronger than the others. And if, if Juventus hadn't been drawn against Bayern Munich, and I think Munich will win, um, then they, they could have gone a lot further in this competition. It's kind of a shame, actually, that they're going out, but um, the, the ties do sort of seem unbalanced in that way, which might afford teams like City the opportunity to progress further than perhaps they would have done if the, the ties had been more equally apportioned. Yeah, I know. You've got I've got players on both of those teams, Juve and Bayern, that I'm very fond of. So it's a shame to see one of them go. Mm. Um, Mark, did you see PSV Atletico? No, I only know the score. Oh, well, that was nil-nil. Um, Gaston Pereira sent off for a, a rather lunging tackle on Diego Godin. Um 
So you'd, you'd kind of imagine that Atletico would be favourites for the return leg on that? Yeah, I think PSV will be pretty happy that they got out of the group. Atletico yeah. will be, um, as Alex was kind of alluding to there, about the imbalance of the draw, Atletico will fancy themselves to go pretty far now. Yeah. Um, well, in a section I've called Stuff I Nick from Football Weekly and hope that Adam from the Sunday show won't notice, I've kind of tottied up how well teams have done. Um, this doesn't include tonight's games. So English teams have won one, drawn two, lost three. Uh, Spanish teams, by the, from what I can make out of one or six, Italy won none, drawn three, lost two. Uh, Germany won three, drew three, lost none. France won two, drawn none, lost one. Um, and I wrote coefficient underneath. Are we in trouble, are we? <laughs> I thought. I think it was only Italian teams that were putting us under fire. And if if they end up struggling this year, we probably will be all right. However, if things go south for English clubs and Italy and Italian clubs do actually do quite well, then we could end up losing the fourth place pretty quickly. So is there any word on how Fiorentina are doing against Tottenham then? I think they're behind, yeah. Oh, are they? So we're okay. So what do we lose? Do we lose a Champions League place, do we? Yeah, I believe. I don't think it would happen this season or next, but it, it sort of came about sort of last se- end of last season, start of this one, where... We put ourselves in a lot of trouble because of the result. Obviously, clubs going out in the group stage, going into the Europa League, and your uh, Italian teams doing quite well, generally getting to sort of last 16 quarterfinals, just totting up more points. And I think they were very, very close to overtaking us. And if they do, then we lose a spot and they gain a spot, mm. effectively. So I don't think it's going to happen now, but there was a very big risk of it last season. Okay. Um, El Hadj just been in the news again. Has anyone seen his quotes tonight? He, I haven't seen them, but let me guess. He's having a pop at Jamie Carragher and Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, and yeah. Anton Ferdinand. And Sunderland as a town. You might relate to this, Mark. <laughs> he, called, he called Sunderland as a place shitty. <laughs> um, it's definitely a city. Um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't want to make any enemies by adding a H uh, into that. Uh, into the sound of that word. Okay. Well, he also called Jamie Carragher shitty uh, for always writing about El Hajjuf. Um Stephen Gerrard said he said about him there was no pressure playing for England as there would be for El Hajjuf and how he played for Senegal and carried his nation's hopes in his shoulders. Um, and he called Anton Ferdinand a wanker and said when it was at Sunderland <laughs> he offered him out. Oh, he's an absolute peach, isn't he? He is. I mean, to be fair though, he's he's you've been calling Carragher and Gerard wankers for ages. Now he's labelling Ferdinand the same thing, like multi-millionaire professional Premier League footballer in in um, wanker shocker. Who'd have thought it, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Laura, did you see um, uh, the goalkeeper for uh, Al Ahmed in the Asian Champions League recreate what a Sheffield Wednesday goalkeeper did at Leicester City once? I saw this. <laughs> no, what happened? Uh, this is poor. Yeah, this is poor Hassan Bittar. Um He was in goal. The ball was laid back to him. Rather gentle back pass, which he had an air shot at and uh, oh, no, went in the, the goal. He did. No, he, he, uh, I, I must correct. He didn't even swing the leg. He oh, went to, he? to control it. No, he, no. He didn't, it wasn't. It wasn't even like a first time effort to to clear. He was going to just stop it. And then presumably dribble it out a little bit, and it just rolled under his 
elevated foot. That's right. And then there was a heroic scurry back as he <laughs> flung himself towards the line to try and prevent it. And of course, he ended up looking like a cock. He did. I did feel. I did feel very sorry for him. I, d- I just fail to see how you can make that mistake. Really, I just I he don't understand. Just took his eye off the ball or something. The, the but, worst thing about the Leicester, about the Sheffield Wednesday goalkeeper that did it that time, he was in front of the Leicester fans and they baited him and he turned around and reacted and of course they loved it. Well, this didn't the same. David Lucas wasn't it? Sorry, I think we were trying to figure out who it was, and I think it was David Lucas. I, it might well have been. Yeah, I think my favourite of those was um, Peter Enkelman. Yes, in a, in a Birmingham derby where it was a throw-in. That's oh yes. Oh my god, that was amazing! And again, he he then reacted to what was going on behind him, and I I, t- I don't think the lad ever recovered. No. Well, the poor the poor look for Inkelman is it like one of his studs or something hit the ball, and it trickled in, which meant it was a goal. Had he missed, had that stud, yeah, missed the ball by a millimeter, then it's uh, what was it? Is it a goal kick? Yeah, yeah. Because you can't score direct from a throw, can you? That's yeah. Right. And of all the games to do it in, a Birmingham derby probably is yep. the best. <laughs> no. And has anyone seen Fastino Spree on his horse? Oh, <laughs> that's got to be the best football video of this year already. He's also he's put out another one today where he's on a hoverboard dressed as a dinosaur again. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Have you two seen this, Ryan and Mark? Absolutely. No. Uh, whatever he's done, if he hasn't got some sort of um, machine gun... In the same picture, then it can't be Tino Spria. Well, basically, he's... <laughs> you can't see whether it's him yeah, or not. Yeah, he's sat on a horse, and the horse is kicking around a giant football, but he's sat on the horse dressed in a pink Tyrannosaurus Rex outfit, because apparently <laughs> um, his horse is a big fan of Barney the Dinosaur. It sounds totally standard for Tino Spria. How does he know his horse is a big fan of Barney? Well, on the podcast I like to nick stuff from, they did talk about this. Because a horse, a horse lives in a stable where you wouldn't ordinarily find a TV. That's true. Unless, Unless it's a very pampered horse. Yes, indeed. That's the only other thing. But, um, yeah, apparently, if you follow his social media account, you'll never ever see a man that seems so happy with life. Mm. <laughs> so, what's he put on today, then? He's just he's wearing his dinosaur costume and <laughs> and spinning around on a hoverboard. I think he's hired this costume and he's getting his money's worth. That's probably what it is, yeah. yeah. He's definitely thinking, oh, I've still got this for a week and it's cost me 50 quid. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I showed this to people at work, this video, and I said, if you ever win the lottery, then you don't want to buy a big house or a car or something. You just want to do things like this all day. Yeah, just, well, just buy guess... a dinosaur costume. Well, well, why wouldn't you? Wasn't, well, wasn't there like some total chav won the jackpot on the lottery quite a few years ago and I think he actually did do all this crazy shit and now he's bankrupt yes, that was his, his name was Michael Carroll or something wasn't he, he was yeah, a big that's... Rangers fan and, yeah, and massively true. into um, he, he put a lot of money into like racing bangers around dirt tracks and built one in his back garden yes, and stuff. that's yeah. right, he'd buy old cars about 400 quid and spend about 30 grand doing them up to make them look even worse or something wouldn't he? Yeah and then crash them into other shit cars yeah, yeah. why wouldn't There's he do that? It's so a wonder that he's got no money. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. Sounds like a right winner. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was once. Well, yeah. <laughs> By accident. Um, Shall we talk some Premier League football? If we must. If we must. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of your favourite places in the North East markets, West Ham Sunderland, the Sam Allardyce derby. Um, mm. 
Sunderland have won two out of 15 away. Uh, West Ham unbeaten in 10 at home in the Premier League. Who can see a Sunderland win? <laughs> Sam Allardyce. Yeah, it's his first I don't even think Sam Allardyce can. It's his first match back at West Ham. Is it? Yeah. Oh, he'll love this, won't he, if they win? So, you know he's, he can motivate you know he's them to do team. something. He's going to set out his team to play exactly like... Um, uh, he's going to play bastard football, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Against them, hoping to, to like kick the shit out of Dimitri Payet and anybody else with a bit yeah. of creativity, and then somehow, you know, Defoe is going to score the winner. You know, an ex West Ham player for an ex West Ham manager. That's that's what he's plotting, and he's mm. going to do it playing complete anti football. Has Defoe ever scored against West Ham? Because uh, you remember when they went down, he handed a transfer request in like twelve hours later, didn't he? Yeah. I, yeah, I can imagine true. he'd he'd celebrate. I think if he scored. Yeah, he probably would. I, I, yeah, he's he's not been there for a while anyway. I mean, no, he's not, is he? But I mean, Sunderland looked alright against Man United. Not that that's tricksy these days, <laughs> but <laughs> it's still. You know, but that's what Sunderland do, isn't it? They're like the eternal skirt lifters of of Premier League football. They just like have a bit of ankle, have a bit of ankle, and then eventually they they manage somehow to do it on the final day. Yeah. Are um, you accusing them of teasing? Well, they should just get relegated. Just really. <laughs> do the decent thing. I, to off. be honest, yeah. I mean, they they. I don't think they finished higher than tenth in the Premier League ever. Oh, I they, think they did. Didn't they? Didn't they finish about sixth or seventh with Peter Reid for a couple of years? Not since they come back into it, right? Because um, they they had that yo-yo season, didn't they? Where they got promoted, got relegated, got promoted again. Since then, and I think they've only even had a positive goal difference like once. Uh, this is since they got that last promotion. I mean, they're just... The problem is that Sunderland fans seem to be quite nice people, but the team themselves are just a sort of drain, aren't they? Yeah. And they've got that whole boozy culture going on there, and they've obviously a variety of unsavoury incidents, which some of which we probably can't discuss because it's still going on. But... Allegedly, allegedly, just to, to throw that in. <laughs> well, no, I mean... It, well, well, two of them are allegedly because he's admitted them. <laughs> well, it's come out. Why don't, you, so why, don't you, why don't we text each other about it and then yeah. we... That we'll way. do that. Or WhatsApp, isn't it? WhatsApp, that's what the kids do nowadays, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. That. <laughs> I don't mean the kids. No, hang on a minute. <laughs> 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 I mean, in my, mine's just got I bought an iPod for mine this week and she's been on that that's what I meant anyway moving very quickly on Leicester Norwich this is the Darren Eady uh, Ewan Roberts Steve Walsh Nigel Worthington Laura Derby your man crush Mark Alex Neal's not having a good time no it doesn't and you wouldn't imagine it's going to get any better um, this weekend would you and if, if Leicester have had a nice little break and they come back not too crushed about the last minute defeat against Arsenal uh, Leicester have gone six hours and 13 minutes since they conceded at home. Um, Norwich away have won one, drawn two, lost nine. It doesn't look very good for them, does it? Leicester's next fixtures are well, at home to Norwich, then at home to West Brom, away to Watford, home to Newcastle, away to Palace. They're all very winnable, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Quite a nice run in that. Yeah, that's all right, isn't it? They could be champions by the end of April. Um, Norwich look doomed, though, don't they? Oh, they do, don't they? You know, people are putting bets on Leicester to win the Champions League next season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm not even joking. 
There was a man on the local paper this week said he's going to name his daughter when she's born Jamie Vardy. <laughs> well, Jamie Vardy's someone I we should all have to. child abuse. Well, Jamie could be a girl's name, couldn't it? Mm, not not Jamie Vardy, though. Well, no. <laughs> Jamie's fine, but... <laughs> Vardy's a bit ambiguous, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, how's baby uh, Decanio Jones, Laura? <laughs> well, he's he's lovely, thank you. Um, somebody did point out to me that I, did, I have actually named him after the 1992 Wednesday forward line, so... Um, have you? On purpose? It was Paul Williams, and it's William, and mm. David Hurst... And he's called William David, so uh, I think something subconscious happened there. Yeah, very subliminal. <laughs> uh, um, Southampton, Chelsea. Alex, this is the Mark Hughes derby, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yep. How do you um, reckon this one's going to go? Uh, I I mean, I, I'm pretty confident about our chances with this, actually. Um, you should be. Yeah, I think we we seem to have... Settled nicely. Uh, aside from the the away game at Arsenal, that was a nil nil draw. We've been playing this three at the back pretty consistently, um, particularly at home. That's working really well for us. Fraser Forster is thirty four minutes away from equaling, or in fact, possibly surpassing by one minute Paul Jones's unbeaten record uh, for Southampton in goal. In I the Premier say, League. It's nine hours and fourteen minutes since you conceded in the Premier League. Um yeah. and you've won five out of six. Uh yes, absolutely. Um and and Forster was unbeaten for uh however long before he got injured as well. So he picked up off that and yeah, and we've we've scored eight, not conceded any. Uh one five drawn one and and things are looking pretty good. So I I would fancy I, I it's not gonna be an exciting game probably, but but I would think we could probably do a one or two no win uh chelsea record against southampton is they're unbeaten in 10 and uh, at st mary's they've won four lost one drawn two yeah but we're better than they are what, mor- <laughs> okay. morally or, or... <laughs> oh no, course, yes this... this is this is the man of the post derby isn't it this this season yeah we are ryan you're not going to take this line down are you <laughs> i mean this season yeah it's difficult to argue um <laughs> Then Do don't. I, <laughs> I think Chelsea have actually got. I'm pretty confident for Chelsea's chance. Actually, there's a bit of a, an air of positivity for the one of the first times this season, um, regardless of the lineup that we had against us on, at the weekend. The performance was pretty good, and we're still running fairly high, even though we lost to PSG. I think that's just an air of positivity for once. Everyone feels a bit good for. I don't know, just. People seem quite happy, you know. There's manager talk going on again with um, Conte. Conte, Conte, yeah. And so it, things are looking up. I think it's probably going to, as you said, it's probably not going to be the best game of football. Um, but I can probably, I'm thinking it's more likely going to be a draw. But I, I, I'm secretly hopeful that it's like a two-one away two win. One. Yeah. As long as you score after 34 minutes, I don't mind. Well, I feel like it's going to be Diego Costa in the 33rd minute just to really piss everyone you know off. That would absolutely happen, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> He's such a prick. <laughs> uh, Stoke Aston Villa. Um, just Ed's fit. Shaw crosses out, so that'd be nice and bruising at the back for the Stoke defenders. Um, Villa have won three out of 26, as you all know, and they lost 6-0 to Liverpool last time. Villa have also got 
the worst chance completion rate in the Premier League, 10%. So I'm not very hopeful for them. Can anyone see Villa winning, yes or no? No. no. Did you see Villa's first team lost to the under-21s? Yes, this yes. Oh my. <laughs> They lost 3-0. There were like nine first-teamers in this first-team team. Yeah. Rather embarrassing. I mean, maybe maybe that's what Remy Guard should do: take a leaf out of Pellegrini's book and just chuck them in. Yeah, play the under twenty. A lot of the fans were saying that. I was reading quite a few Aston Villa fans, and they said, "Well, if you know, at this point in the season, why not just play the youngsters?" But then that was that was always when I'm trying to remember when Lambert was was sort of struggling. Maybe two seasons ago. The the thing was they were saying, Oh yeah, we've got all these really great young players coming through, so there's gonna be this betting in period and they were talking about people like Kieran Clark and Matthew Loughton and Mark Albrighton, who's obviously doing really well at Leicester now. And it just seems like they didn't stick with that transition. This is um, when they beat Stoke on the last game of the season, wasn't it? Stay off, is it about then? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um and and it just kind of it seemed like they actually had a plan. And, and they were sort of heading in the direction, and 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 then they, then they just went a bit crazy in the transfer market instead, yeah. and ended up signing crappy old players and paying them too much money, like sort of a Portsmouth style of football, um, and they're reaping the whirlwind now. Uh, yeah, so we'll rattle on through a couple more of these because then we can do go on to the five aside thing. So we got Watford. Bournemouth. Um, last time these two played each other, Troy Deeney scored a hat trick. Can anyone see Bournemouth? Or Bournemouth? They've only lost one out of seven away. They won three, drawn three, and lost one. I, I fancy Watford over Bournemouth. Do I just, you? I, Watford have just. I, I, I do a bit like Watford. Actually, they've got a good squad, and I think it'd be a, a win against Bournemouth. Bournemouth are good, but Watford have probably just got a bit more about them. Yeah. Uh, West Brom Palace. Mark, how do you reckon this one's going to go? Ooh. West Brom have won one out of six. Uh, Palace lost five out five out of six, conceding thirteen. Yeah, neither of these two are in particularly good form, are they? Not really. No, of course, uh, West Brom lost last week in the cup, didn't they? They did indeed. Yeah. Um, I don't know. A nil-nil draw. A nil-nil draw. All right. Um, Spurs Swansea. Uh, Christian Eriksen has scored three in his last three versus Swansea. Um, and three goals and two assists in his last five games. So it's all about him at the minute, isn't it? Um, and they've had a bit of a renaissance though, haven't they, under Guilin? And they've only lost one out of the last five, Swansea. So um, can anyone see Swansea win? Spurs no. Nasco from tonight. Where's it at? Uh, White Hart Lane. It's right. hard to. I think, I think you're right. Swansea have definitely been improving. But Spurs just look irresistible at the moment. Mm, their form's incredible at the moment. Yeah, mm. and they're, they're just such a pleasure to watch. Um, so uh, yeah, it, it's it's difficult to see, albeit with Swansea's improvements, it's hard to see anything other than a Spurs win. Yeah, um, well, if Spurs win. I mean, and Leicester slip up, the Spurs could go top, couldn't they? But the Spursy thing to do is to lose this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Um, Manchester United versus Aston Villa is also a Sunday game. Aston Villa, Arsenal, sorry. <laughs> um, Can is... we just address the point in the paper today about oh. uh, Louis Van Hal saying, yes. I often use the word horny with my pen. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do we feel about that? <laughs> well, I'm feeling oh. a bit horny, to be honest. <laughs> 
Well, I, I, okay, I would say in German. He's not German? No, no, I know he's not German. German <laughs> and Dutch are quite similar. Geil, which means, so G I G E I L, in German means cool or, yeah, that's cool kind of thing, but it also means horny. So it might be that there's a similar kind of, in Dutch, a crossover between those two things. And um, that he's, he's definitely talking about desire in this book. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, I think he meant horny in the in the sexual sense, which has led to me having a discussion on Twitter this afternoon about. <laughs> no, I've not. <laughs> I can confirm that LVG is not the father of my son. Okay. Um, now that we is a story, about... wouldn't it? Who is? That would be a story, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be a story. <laughs> it's not though. <laughs> Sorry, go on, you were saying. No, we were just having the debate about Manu and their sort of desire on the pitch and it being akin to the sexual desire of a panda, which led to all sorts of conversations about inseminating um, Fellaini and things like that. It was a very odd conversation. This just escalated very quickly. <laughs> I'm, I'm stunned into silence. <laughs> Shall we move on to the League Cup final quickly? Go on then. Go on then. Right. Uh, Manchester City versus Liverpool. Um, in amongst all the joy of yesterday, Manchester City have lost three out of their last four, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, but I, it's going to be difficult. I think Man City are going to win, I'd like to think. Uh, You'd like to think? Well, no. Nah. I don't really mind who wins either this, way. This could, this could be your last podcast. <laughs> uh, quickly, change it to something else. <laughs> um, in, in terms of, I think Liverpool haven't really got enough about them to beat City um, in the in a cup final. I think they'll... I don't know, I just, I just can't see Liverpool winning it. No. I, I can. They won 4-1, didn't they, at the Etihad? Yeah, and, and they, they spanked us in the cup, which is a, a much better result than they've managed otherwise. I think I, I can just see this being the sort of game that Klopp gets everybody up for. And, and, and when Liverpool are playing well, they can be really good. And, and you know, Man City are capable of, of this sort of very strolly kind of football, which works well against lesser teams. But if you keep battering away at them, and and Aguero is nullified and Toure doesn't have a good game, then they can quite easily be beaten, I think, by Liverpool. Well, Sturridge is fit again. Uh, Coutinho, I think, is fit. And then you've got Firmino. Um, so there is a team there, isn't there? There's, there's a forward line. If they're all fit, then they are quite a threat. Mm. Yeah. Mark, how do you reckon this one's going to go? Um, if both teams show up and play their absolute best, then Manchester City win. That's simple as that. But, I mean... The record of Liverpool over Manchester City in recent times is pretty good, not just the 4-1 this season, but I think they've beaten them on several occasions going back to the year that Liverpool nearly picked them to the title. Um, so that might play on both teams' mind, positive for Liverpool, negative for Manchester City. Um, it's actually going to be a tale of whose back line plays the worst on the day. I think that's probably what's going to win it, because both of them are, are fairly awful at the back. Um, so it's going to be whether Sturridge and Coutinho can outplay Silva and Aguero. That's what it's going to come down to. Yeah. And, OK, Manchester City had a long trip to Kiev, but 
four hours flight is like four hours on the train from Manchester to Southampton. They'll get over it, and they've had an extra day compared to Liverpool to do that. Yeah, of so course I think, it was. Gonna, I think City will do it. It was. Gonna, you think City will do it? Yeah? I think so. I think so. I think Pellegrini's going to have his mind on right. You know, I can win all the trophies. You don't need Guardiola to do it. So I think they might. They might just do it. Yeah, and um, it was going to be the Merseyside derby this weekend, wasn't it? So you got a week off. Yeah, that's good. I can enjoy football without having to worry about Everton playing. Yeah. <laughs> and ruining it all. <laughs> Oi, Harry, see that ludicrous display last night? What was Wenger thinking? Sending Walcott on that early? The thing about Arsenal is they always try and walk it in. Andrew, I really want to go back to being geek now. I like being geek. Geek's all I've got. That's where my sweet, sweet style lies. If you got that reference, then you are going to love The Geek Show exclusively for the palaceofwisdom.co.uk with me, Andrew. And me, Mike. We are geeks. We talk about geek stuff like Marvel and Batman. Mostly Marvel and Batman and occasionally Star Wars and Arrow, Flash, lots of superheroes, lots of sci-fi. If you love that, you'll love us. Again, that is The Geek Show for the palaceofwisdom.co.uk. Oh, and every six months we talk about tech. We now return you to your football-related shenanigans. Right, well, so should we talk about some five-a-side teams? Yes. Okay, so as you may or may not be aware with the last... uh, It seems like a long time, doesn't it, Mark, we started this? It doesn't, I've just thought, isn't there five of us on this podcast now? Yes. Well, maybe you should... (laughs) Maybe we could club a side together and and (laughs) take on one of these teams. Go on, then, where would you all play? Who, who would? Where would we all play? Yeah. Well, I've got a feeling Alex would want to be in goal. Yep. Yeah. Well, you, is, is that because you know I used to be a goalkeeper, or are you just making some well, you, sort of personal judgment? You play. No, no, <laughs> I, yeah. no, I think you know. I, I know a bit about you enough to know that you're a, a, an expert in goalkeeping. Well, you play uh, rugby, so you could be like Sylvester Stallone, couldn't you, in um, Escape to Victory? Yeah. Mem- <laughs> So sort of. <laughs> I think Maybe. you'd be the back, Chris. I think you'd be the you'd be at the back. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll wait for them to run at me. I'll be up front because I'm a lazy bastard. Okay, and we've got a midfield generals of Laura and Ryan. Yeah, I think Laura would be a bit of Ryan. Be kind of like the, the holding midfielder. Laura, the little schemer with the linking the whole play up together. I think yeah. Laura would be like um, Joy on Drop the Dead Donkey. There'd just be sort of bruised shins <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm going to try and model my game after John Ovid McHale, so that's going to be stand around, make a couple of tackles. That won't take long then. <laughs> well, <laughs> not yeah, exactly. For three seasons. Yeah, sit on the bench for a little yeah. bit and go, oh, I really wish, uh, you know, Hiddink would come back. Oh, I get to play some games. Well, <laughs> if you want to model your game with any Chelsea player, it should be Winston Bogard, surely. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> 40 grand a week for doing bugger all for five years. Um, well, this is the draw I've made anyway. So I pulled all the names out of the hat. So we've got Everton versus Norwich, Arsenal versus Aston Villa, Watford, Liverpool, Leeds, Southampton, Manchester City, West Brom, Sunderland Palace, West Ham, Spurs, Stoke, Leicester, uh, Swansea, Newcastle, and Manchester United, Chelsea. So has anyone got a preference which one they want to start with? Well, we'll just go in the order you just read them out. All right, Everton, Norwich. So our Everton team were. Uh, Neville Southall, Phil Jagielka, Mikel Arteta, um, Duncan Ferguson and Tim Cahill. Norwich was Brian Gunn, Chris Sutton, your mate Mark, um, Rolf Fox, Darren Huckabee and Dean Ashton. So these two are going to meet. Who's going to win? Everton, comfortably. Do you reckon? Yeah. Really? No, no, no I, th- 
I think we mentioned this on Twitter the other day. That Everton team is shocking. Yeah, to be the, a five-a-side yeah. team, that is appalling. I think Norwich would win that game in a five-a-side. Really? I think so, yeah. Rule Fox and Darren Huckabee. They were very <laughs> underrated players. Yeah, yeah, because Big Dunt's going to murder everyone. I'm going to say that, that Everton team could be a bit handy. But you've got to have talent to play five-a-side. Like, you know, proper nip-nip-nipping... Have you, you know, seen about the five-a-side leagues? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think Everton would win that game. I don't think you, they would either. You yeah, haven't got a striker. Like, the, 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 the Everton team just seemed a bit like, here's all these players that can pass the ball and, like, contribute really and then you're just like oh what are we going to do with it now I think the Norwich team is far more versatile we stuck Sutton in there didn't we as a defender or a striker um, Rule Fox I think we very mobile in midfield Darren Hook could be quite slinky with his skills and Dean Ashton's quite lethal wasn't he but they're not going to score past Neville Southall well no one ever does that though do they especially he's... now not now he's you know are you thinking Neville Southall when he was good or now he's fat and doesn't have to move <laughs> especially when he was good five aside days yeah Oh, yeah, no, if it was him now, he could just lie down. Like a big blob. <laughs> yeah. Mm. All right. Outvote me, Norwich. I think Norwich should win. Uh, Laura? Oh, go on then. Norwich. I still think Duncan Ferguson would break a few legs on the way there. I, know, I don't think so. I reckon Brian Gunn would be a, some kind of silent assassin on that team. <laughs> Ryan? Uh, Norwich for me. We're going Norwich as well, are you? Oh, right, okay. Um, next one, Arsenal, Aston Villa. So, um, Arsenal was Jens Lehmann, Gilberto Silva, um, Robert Perez, Patrick Vieira and Terry Henry. Aston Villa were Mark Bosnich, Paul McGrath, Gareth Barry. Gareth Barry? What were we thinking? <laughs> um, Paul Merson and Dwight York. Do we even have to debate this one? I was that's, that's so obvious. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Aston Villa, right? I mean... Uh, All right, let me make a case for Aston Villa then, just in the interests of balance. Paul McGrath was a much better defender than, obviously, Alberto Silva was. Um, Dwight York is as good a finisher as anybody. Paul Merson, I think, is very underrated as a player. Um, he was very, very creative. Um, Gareth Barry, obviously a bit meh. Um there's goals in that Villa team, and there's someone very good at the back to stop them. That Aston Villa team are a bit lucky, unlucky, sorry, in this five-a-side thing, because they would get quite far in the competition otherwise, because that is a canny side. It's yeah. just not nowhere near as good as the Arsenal team. I'd play that Aston Villa team now for Aston Villa. <laughs> yeah. And they do better than what they've got right now. There was also there was a fairly strong chance, if I recall, of, of Paul Merson getting into the Arsenal side as well. There was, wasn't there? So what would have occurred then? Some sort of spontaneous combustion when the two Mersons met one another. Merson plays Merson. Have we got people on the same team? Or different teams? I think we have some. Not sure. Uh, Rio Ferdinand was in danger of getting in the Leeds team and I assume he's in the Manchester United team. He's in the Manchester United team and is he in the West Ham team? No, we went for Julian Dix. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, that's all that then. <laughs> that's probably the right answer, to be fair. He should be in that Leeds team, surely. Uh, we went for Jonathan Woodgate. Uh, madness. Um, it was fairly comprehensive, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, we, were very, we were very thorough on that one. Yeah. Well, I chose Ferdinand, but I, I acquiesced. 
Well, we sort of bowed down to Ross's better judgment, didn't we? Because he's a Leeds fan and he owns this podcast. So and I think at the time we actually said because Rio's in the United team, we wouldn't pick him for the Leeds team. Yeah. That makes sense. I think so. Um, should we do a couple more while we've got time? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Watford versus Liverpool. So Watford was um, uh, Ben Foster, Jay Demerit, Etienne Capoue, uh, Odin Igalio and that bloke Abdi that you like, Mark. Um, Liverpool was Pepe Reina, Javi Mascarano, Xavi Alonso, Robbie Fowler, Fernando Torres. This is a no-brainer, surely. It's got to be Liverpool. Got to be Liverpool, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, me and Ross did the Liverpool team, and I agonised quite a lot over um, Torres or Suarez. I was going to say, how didn't Suarez get in there? I, I would have picked Suarez. Um, well, we decided that Fernando Torres... When you think about Suarez, you obviously think some kind of racist, biting street fighter. <laughs> Whereas Fernando Torres made me feel a lot happier. I just remember that goal against Blackburn and how he used to be before he got injured. Because when he first came to Liverpool, he was amazing. Yeah, no matter no matter what, like when he, even his time as at Chelsea, even when I look at Fernando Torres now, I'm just like, ah, oh, I really wanted him to do well. He's just one of those players that you just, I, I could feel no hate towards him. Yeah, well, I, as far as I look at Suarez and go, you're a bit of a dick. <laughs> uh, Leeds, Southampton, Alex. Southampton. Don't even need to hear it. <laughs> yeah, Southampton. Move on. Leeds, Nigel Martin, <laughs> Jonathan Woodgate, Gary McAllister, um, Tony Abella, and Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Southampton uh, was Anthony Amy, Klaus Lundetvar, Marion Pahars, and Ricky Lambert. That's only four. Five. Say them again. Anthony Amy. Yeah. Class Lundetvam. Yeah. Marion Parhas. Yeah. Matthew Letizia. Ricky. Did I not say Letizia? Sorry. No. Uh, you uh, sorry. And then Ricky <laughs> Lambert. Say Letizia, the only place Southampton have ever had. <laughs> <gasps> Come here from Eastern Europe, and I will fight you. <laughs> oh, you would. I bet you'd do a duel, wouldn't you? I do what? You wouldn't. Do, you wouldn't do a fight. You'd do a duel, wouldn't you? Me, you'd yeah, hit, probably. He'd hit him with a glove and then get a flintlock out or something. It's the, first, right. it's the first thing they teach them at private school. <laughs> first thing they teach us at private school is hire someone better. They'll do it. <laughs> I so, challenge you to a duel. I'd not turn up and then I'd have you killed in your sleep by somebody far more professional. You'd just get your fag <laughs> to do it. <laughs> something like that. Or do they still have fags? I don't know. I, do, I, I mean, I did leave school a while ago, so... I'm actually quite old. <laughs> not that you'd think it. It's not like um, Tom Brown's school days. Uh, no, thank God. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, that Leeds side would beat that Southampton side, wouldn't it? That um, Leeds side's not that bad, actually. It's very good, actually, isn't it? Yeah, I also really like Gary McAllister. Yeah. As a player, I thought he was class. He was on the Graham Hunter podcast this week. Oh, yeah, yeah download it. It's very good. Yeah, I'd, I'd have picked... Um, Svensson over Klaus Lundekvam. I know I know Klaus is a character, but Svensson was a better defender. Well, I think we went for him because of his characterness. Mm. Um, I mean, he's bonkers. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. You read something up from Wikipedia, didn't you, Mark, that spun it for us in the end? Running around his garden with a knife, naked. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He basically had, like, a full psychotic collapse yes. brought on by comprehensive addiction to various things. Um, yeah, but the, the, those two uh, as central defenders with Niemi behind them, 
for however many seasons, three, four seasons, was just beautiful. Yeah. Anthony Amy was a very underrated keeper as well, wasn't he? Hugely underrated. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mad Eyes as well. Mad Eyes. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah, but it was. Uh, I I really liked it because you had a, a Swede, a Finn, and a Norwegian all all playing with each other in oh, yeah. in harmony as well. Um, but no, I I think that lead side would probably win in fairness. Yeah. Anybody Which else? Which is sad to say. <laughs> Anybody else going for Leeds? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that Leeds side will win. It's good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Manchester City, West Bromwich Albion. Um, West Brom, we'll do this quickly. I'd rather imagine it, it won't take too long. <laughs> um, Russell Holt, uh, Chris Brunt, Sideberry, you know, Nicholas Anelko, Peter Odenwingi will be playing against um, Joe Hart, Alex, uh, Yaya Torre, mm. uh, Georgie Kinkladzi, Sergio Aguero, and David Silva. Any debate? No. no. I mean, they, West Brom do have Nicholas Anelko, though. Well, I think, so, yeah. you know. He could have got in both teams. There's so many Premier League teams. He, he could have got in just because, <laughs> just because he, pretty much every club. You could probably just he could have a five-a-side team all to himself from pretty much every club. Yeah, but was he any good at West Brom? Uh, he walked out of them, didn't he? Oh no, he didn't walk out. He had a bereavement, he didn't he? Did the whole Jewish. Oh yes, the Quinell. The Quinell. Quinell thing. Yeah, he did. Mm. Yeah, that's cast, that cast a bit of a shadow, I suppose, over him. Uh, well, I presume we're going to all going to go for Manchester City on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, should we do a few more? Yeah, can do if, if you've got time. Uh, yeah, I don't. I just don't want to bore anybody. <laughs> Are you all okay to carry on? Go on then. Well, we're halfway through. So we can either stop now or we can carry on doing some more. <laughs> You're the host. Oh, I know. I know. Sorry. Yes, I am. That's true. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, we're about an hour in, so we'll um, we'll give it a, a rest there, shall we? Because we can do the other five next week. Yeah, that makes sense. It does, doesn't it? There you go. Seamless. There you go. It's almost <laughs> as if it's scripted. <laughs> right. Anybody got any other business or anything else they want to mention or bring up at all? It's very lovely to be back. It's lovely to have you on. Can you come back on again, or are you still no, being I'm a mummy? <laughs> yes, of course, if you'll have me. Oh, of course you will, definitely, anytime. Uh, Mark, any football pinks available? Yes. Lots or a few? Have they got to get in quick? Uh, no, no, they've got to be quick. They're going fast. They've got to be quick. They... Okay, so if they want to get in touch with you and get some, how do they do that? Uh, they can come to the website, uh, footballpink.net, and they can find it through there. Okay, and if they want to speak to you in person on Twitter? Uh, they can track me down at the football pink. All right, Ryan, how do they get through to you? Uh, my Twitter handle is at the Ryan Goodman. Uh, Laura, there's nobody that doesn't follow you, I don't think. That's not true, is it? Well, virtually everybody I know does. So, if anybody, if there's any uncontacted tribes that want to contact you and get in touch with you, it's at Yisto. That's Y I C E T O R. All right, so catchy. You have to spell it. <laughs> Um, and Most Alex, don't know what it's about. Eh? Most people don't know what it stands for. Is it? Yes, I can explain the offside rule. It is. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Alex. Yes. What's your Twitter handle? Hi. Uh, it's at a f h Stewart, spelt with an e w. That's right. Okay. Mm. You're, you're, you're the other one has to spell it out as well, aren't you? Well, most people assume that it's spelt with a u. So you know. You got to spell it out for them. Yeah, literally. Yes. 
Okay. Yes. Well, thank you ever so much. Are you going to come on again? Oh, yes. Yes, oh. indeed. Lovely. Okay. Um, Ross and the guys hopefully be back on Sunday. Colin was supposed to be back on on Sunday um, to give us an update with how he's getting on back in the dating game. Um, he went out on a date and had a few texts from people, which I'm not sure whether ruined the night or not, but we're going to see how that got on. Um, the, the guys were back to review this weekend's action that we just previewed. Uh, com is the website. You can get in touch with us there if you've got any articles you want to submit to us. Um, at Man of the Post is the Twitter handle, as I'm sure you're aware. Uh, if you like what you hear, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, Acast you can also download from as well. Um, this hope we'll be able to download over the weekend. Ross and the guys will be able to download on Monday. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. And always remember to keep your man on the post. Woo-hoo!